Welcome to A Creative Marriage Podcast with Chris and Morgan King. We are passionate about the marriage God has given us, and we want to help other couples feel just as passionate. Our goal is to give you creative and out-of-the-box ideas to bring more love, more joy, and more fun to your marriage. Welcome to episode 14 of A Creative Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Morgan. And we're A Creative Marriage Podcast. (laughs) Did you know the human nose keeps growing (laughs) your entire life? Are you saying that because you're sitting across from me and you notice how large my nose is? <laughs> no, I just thought of that fun fact. <laughs> like as soon as we started talking, you thought of that fun fact. I can't even see your fa- your nose with these microphones. <laughs> anyway. That's ridiculous. So episode 14 is going to be a conversation about arguing well in your marriage. Here we go. We are certainly... Not experts. Right now, we're we're in an argument. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. I know, I but that would be funny. Started an argument. We should have on just noses. argued on the on the podcast. Yeah, see how well we did. Yeah. Do you see that? <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we are definitely not experts and are still growing, as I'm sure everybody is in this area. Um, I I heard somebody recently say that they've ar- had an argument one time with their spouse and i th- they have been married for like i don't know 20 years and i thought oh that's bogus i'm I don't believe not sure about that yeah There's maybe no once a week through that, those 20 years no, but that's ridiculous that yeah that is that's kind of crazy i think i remember the first ever argument we ever had we got back from our honeymoon we didn't argue on our honeymoon we because sometimes obviously and i even say this to my single friends that are dating like one of the best things to do is maybe go on a you know a long saturday trip because going on trips i mean it'll test your relationship and so that's true um you have to navigate travel together naps I think it would be uh, naps Maps. on a long Saturday. <laughs> Maps. <laughs> oh, Maps. Maps. I thought you said naps. <laughs> but, I mean, in all seriousness, on your honeymoon, I mean, that's a good tester for, you know, how you're going to handle arguments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, traveling can be difficult to a relationship. I do remember I got uh, irritated <laughs> on our honeymoon because we were taking a bus to go to dinner and uh-huh. I didn't have food on my stomach, so I got a little car sick, and uh-huh. you were trying to talk to me, and I just got <laughs> irritated. So I do remember that. Uh, we could hit on that right now. So one thing Morgan always gets frustrated with me is when I talk when we're driving on a windy road. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. why it tends, it seems like I talk more when we're on a windy road, mm-hmm. and Morgan gets very frustrated with me. Yeah, well, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to concentrate. I've been doing better. Getting yeah, silent when we get on windy road. Now that we moved to more windy roads. When we were living at the beach, there was no windy roads. So I didn't have to worry about it as much. But now pretty much every road we get on is a windy that road. That is a good point. Usually I'm driving now too. Yeah. That so helps. now it's just silent car road. Yeah. Wherever we go. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. It's not. No, but really our first uh, argument we got in was we got back from our honeymoon and we went and got groceries for the first time. And I think we've mentioned that before on this podcast. We got groceries for the first time. We came back. And we got into a heated discussion, as I like to call arguments, a heated discussion on where the milk goes in the refrigerator. Uh, yep. <laughs> Morgan's still upset about it. It's obvious. I'll never forget it. <laughs> you wanted to just put it anywhere. And yeah, it I was has just throwing groceries in. I yes. Did. 
That's how you operated. I had always operated with just putting it in one place. It's your milk spot. And so after we got married, I moved into Morgan's apartment. So she had already been placing the milk in a specific spot. And so I did not put it in that spot. And so I didn't understand why at the time that the milk needed to be in a specific spot. And I obviously... Now you know. Now I thoroughly understand why the milk goes in a certain (laughs) spot in the refrigerator. Ten years later. Organized fridge makes for a happy life. (laughs) Ten years later, it's so obvious. (laughs) Uh, So we thought we would start out not only with our first argument, um, but also because this can be arguing can be kind of a heavier, heavier topic. And our intent is not to make it some serious conversation, even though we're going to go into some more serious stuff. But. We thought it might be fun to talk about the things that drive each other crazy <laughs> to start us off. <laughs> start us off on a light note. Uh, one thing that drives me crazy with Chris is sometimes he'll try to hide recycling in the trash can if he doesn't want to take it to recycling. <laughs> I, I yes, I, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes you just don't want to walk all the way to where recycling is. I mean, it's like a solid ten feet longer to put recycling away. I didn't yeah. really grow up recycling too well. Like we had recycling in the garage, but that's not like Morgan. Now we have literally five different bins for different items. Yeah, because you can't combine it all where <laughs> we live. So now you have to separate it. I mean, it is. It's hard work, honestly. I mean, you really got to plan. I've well looked you into recycling. shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you ever want to secretly, you know, put a, just a can in the. Like you drink a sparkling water in a can, you want to put it in the trash, you just cover it up with like an egg carton and some paper towels. It doesn't even work with her. She's like a recycling magnet. She like scours through the trash I to find don't. recycling. I don't, but if I sneak a little rim in there, I think, there goes Chris, Chris again, <laughs> hiding, hiding that recycling. Oh, well, one thing, since we're on the uh, topic of things that drive us crazy, I'm the planner of like most date nights and date weeks. So when I ask Morgan, Morgan, where do you want to go eat dinner dinner for our date night this weekend or today or tonight? Where do you want to go eat dinner if we haven't planned it out already? And she says, well, wherever. I mean, I, 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 don't, I care. don't care. I could eat anything tonight. And then I think of great ideas for dinner and she completely shoots me down because she doesn't want to do any of them. So then we're just stuck in no man's land. I'm sure other couples have been in this situation too. Sometimes you just don't know what you want, even though you think you'd be up for anything. And then when you start naming things, you're like, I actually don't feel like any of that. And I think of all these obviously amazing ideas and Uh they all start getting shot down, even though I'm like, wait a second, I just asked you what you wanted and you said you didn't care, but now you really care? I think think what is most frustrating probably is that... um, I'm not any help. (laughs) I'm zero help in those situations. (laughs) You have actually gotten better in the help with that. I will say you have gotten better. Thank you. But it used to be a lot of the time was like, oh, I don't care. And then you actually did care. Right. Right. What? Why do you care now? (laughs) Or like we go eat somewhere. You're like, I didn't really want this. Like, well, you didn't say what you wanted. Okay, another thing that drives me crazy about you. This <laughs> is such a good start because, yeah, it's just good. Uh, is And I, I'm curious to hear if any other wives have this problem in their household. 
is when your husband leaves pens and papers in books. <laughs> books that you they have finished an and they put back about. on the bookshelf. <laughs> and then it come there it doesn't fold right, it doesn't lay correctly. It's just stuffed with stuff that you may or may not ever look at again. I am currently in the middle of three different books. One of those being the Bible, but three different books. All of them have either a pen or a highlighter stuck inside <laughs> and more than likely sheets of paper. It's so annoying. To take notes if you need to take notes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but where are you supposed to keep that stuff if you don't put it in the book? Why don't you just keep a journal? Just a, a journal, journal that you write in with all of your notes from all of your I'm books. I'm never going to go back to that. Like You're not going back to these papers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're in the books. Oh so my if I want to read the books again, it's all there for me. No. No, that is and the just pen, stupid. a pen's there if I need it, a highlighter's there if I need it. I don't have to go searching. It's stupid. Drives oh. me crazy. So, in other words, have a conversation with your spouse about things that drive each other crazy. Maybe you laugh about it. Make too. it fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, while we were kind of brainstorming and planning for arguing well we obviously turned to scripture um so that has really framed this entire conversation of okay well what does god say about arguing and um quarreling he talks about quarreling and uh do you say Mm. quarrel or quarrel i say coral (laughs) (laughs) everyone right now say it with this coral Coral. (laughs) no not core you're saying coral or coral quarrel coral <laughs> like a you're saying it like a coral reef no that's how you're saying it oh okay <laughs> anyway, this is a good arguing episode. exactly um so yes so the bible does say a lot about arguing quarreling fights uh and so that we just wanted to set that up as how we kind of um thought through how to frame um and and talk about this episode and and arguing well because that is the purpose and we realize going through all of this that um you're, you might be thinking well there is literally no way that in the middle of an argument i'm gonna stop and think about all this hey that's okay that's these right. are things to think yeah. about pre-argument or maybe <laughs> god is going to bring them to your mind during the argument or even post argument so that you can improve for the next time. And I will be honest about it. We put together this list and that got brought up at the end. And I said to Morgan, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to think about these during the argument. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how that was uh, brought up. Yeah. So no pressure, but these are just some things to think about. Um, You know, because you're going to argue with your spouse. Just great questions to have on your mind. Pre-argument or even afterwards, honestly, to look back and not journal about necessarily, but honestly think about in your your life and in your argument. I do. I can speak to how God has brought um, the first kind of question that we have up um, in my mind while I've been in Mm. mid-argument with Chris. So the first one is, who am I arguing with? So thinking about stepping back and thinking about and remembering who this person is in front of you that you're arguing about with whatever maybe it's the milk in the fridge so that's your spouse that's your friend your teammate and most importantly that's a child of god Mm -hmm. and and that is something that god has brought back many times for me when i have been um in the middle of an argument with chris and he said hey this is somebody i love 
this is my child um, and this is a blessing to you in your life that uh, I've given to you as your spouse. And I think we could all think about one of those that sticks out the most. So for me, it's a child of God. Like if I am honestly asking myself that question when I'm in an argument with Morgan um, or in all honesty, maybe an argument with a friend. I mean, it almost, mm. that question doesn't even have to be with spouse specific. You know, if you're in a yeah, argument with a, with a, in another relationship, just in a, in an argument, I feel like yep. if you're truly considering that person that are thinking of that person in the way of that, they are a child of God. You'll, you'll go into that argument differently um, or in the middle of it, treat it differently as well. Yeah. It could change the whole trajectory of that argument. Just bringing that to mind. Yeah. Um, James four one says what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Mm, So so this man, it's good. And that is so humbling uh, and leads us to our next question. Why am I arguing with you? So, Is it something that is a desire that uh, maybe is a sinful desire in you that is causing you to argue with your spouse? Maybe it's an expectation that's out of line. Maybe I've expected Chris to do something a certain way without ever voicing that to him. But that's my internal expectation that I brought into the relationship that he has literally no idea about. Right. I I think that James verse hits on it so well of your desires and as you just mentioned, selfishness. I think that is what is brought to the forefront of most every argument we can have with our spouse is that selfishness. Yeah. And, you know, when you're thinking about why am I arguing with you, (laughs) and it (laughs) probably humbles you a little bit Mm, uh, when you actually think about that, I think that that can also change the argument because you have to humble yourself. Say that to yourself. Oh man, this is me arguing with Chris right now is all because I am, my expectations are completely out of line. That's humble for number one for me to say, and then to admit, gosh, that's really humble. That's really, I mean, really humbling. So I think one thing, what humbling does for me is bring my tone down. (laughs) Like, as crazy as that might sound, like I feel like most people can raise their voice when they're in an argument. If you truly humble yourself, mm-hmm. it almost brings your tone of your voice down octaves and in, in where you're really just having a real conversation. You're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, normal the, tone. Normal, normal tone level. when you're actually <laughs> humbling yourself. Yeah. We did talk about, too, honesty um, in this kind of section as far as um, when you see that sin coming out in your spouse and and realize that they are bringing this to light or to the surface, uh, this argument to the surface because of something sinful within them, do you call it out in them or do you wait um, for me, I am, I've always been a very honest person and sometimes too blunt. So sometimes I've <laughs> had to remember not to I maybe. think all of your friends would say yes to that as well. <laughs> like they'd be like, yeah, Morgan sometimes can be too honest. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I, I that is something I probably should work on. No, uh, but then sometimes <laughs> it's awesome. You know, it's yeah. a great quality that God's given you at the same time. So, but I do know that sometimes in arguments, I need to wait and bring that to Chris um, at a different time when he can receive that better. Absolutely. And vice versa, I think, too, you know, because my Definitely. pride is going to get in the way from being able to receive that uh, mid-argument. Uh, 
Another question to ask yourself during arguing well, am I honoring God in this argument? Probably the answer is no. <laughs> Why but- do you say that it's probably <laughs> no honoring God in this argument? In the middle of the argument, the answer is probably no. Probably no. I can think I- of many arguments we've had where I just continue to go on and on, even though I know I should stop, even though I know I'm arguing about something that doesn't even matter, or something that is just my selfishness in me that wants to be right. Right. I think we could all say that. And I feel like that question, though, in itself, that am I honoring God in this argument, is a great pre-argument question to ask yourself. Mm. You know, if you yeah. if you have the time before an argument, I know most arguments sometimes are just sparked because of something else and it's not like you're sitting there alone and you're about to argue and you can prep the argument. But (laughs) uh, if you do have that time and asking yourself, am I honoring God in this argument? I feel like the argument heated discussion is going to go a lot better. And if the argument needs to happen, if the discussion needs to happen, I think you can still think about, am I, how am I, how can I argue? How can I honor God in this argument or this discussion with my tone, with my body language, with the words that I'm saying or not saying, with my facial expressions? Um, Ephesians 4, 30 through 31, I'm not going to read it, but overall it just says that, um, that we grieve the Holy Spirit when we have wrath, anger, and quarreling. Mm. So no matter what, when it goes from a normal discussion to a fight or an argument or a quarrel, we are grieving the Holy Spirit. So um, when we are discussing something that we are maybe passionate about, Mm. um, how can we actually honor God in that moment? Right. Uh, Where can we be empathetic with our spouse in an argument and arguing well? Um, You know, this is something, I think there's this uh, saying that, uh, it says something about being kind, because you don't know uh, what people are going through. I can't remember that. I really jacked that up. But. <laughs> oh, that's real deep. That's deep. What did Malachi hear that <laughs> in preschool? That <laughs> what was that? Anyway, um, you know, sometimes we can see in our spouse things that they might not even recognize, like a hard day at work. Stress at work is causing them just to have a shorter fuse and bringing an argument when they wouldn't necessarily do it, do you know, bring the argument to you. Um, right. So being empathetic and just, you know, loving them well and giving them grace in that moment um, and just empathizing with them because we've all had hard days and we've all had hard moments and we're all, you know, been stressed and yeah. that's okay. And that's where we can show God's grace and love um, and mercy Um to our spouse. I would say most of the time, one of the worst times to argue would be when both spouses have gotten home for work or one of you've gotten, one of the spouses has gotten home from work. That's just, doesn't seem like the, the brightest the time, time to have, yeah. have an argument. Um, for Morgan, I would almost say, you know, right when she wakes up, not a good time. Uh, yeah. Morgan, Morgan's not a morning person, so it's no. not really a time to have that kind of conversation. Really, any any kind of conversation. <laughs> really? Don't talk to me. <laughs> exactly. So that answers that. Not until that. I get some coffee. <laughs> some other questions um, that you can be asking yourself pre-argument, during argument. Uh, do I need to apologize or forgive? Man, you could even ask that afterwards because right. sometimes you end that argument and... 
you have that on your heart that you need to apologize or you just need to tell your spouse that you forgive them and that's going to set your spouse free. Prevents that whole everyone's still thinking about it later, days mm-hmm. later, hours later, whatever it might be. Yeah. Prevents that. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, we ended this. Let's give it to God. Let's pray together. We're done. We forgive each other. Here Talk about apologizing, though. I mean, it took me probably nine years of marriage to be able to look Chris in the eye mm-hmm. and say that I'm sorry. That was something, even humbling myself to admit that I was wrong, that was hard, but even harder was the saying, I'm sorry. And it's still hard. I still struggle with that. And it's because I think because I never really was brought up to see that um, in my family. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. I've been working on it. Absolutely. And I can tell. <laughs> really. Another question is, how can we work together to settle this? So coming together, knowing that at the end of the day, like you want the best for your spouse and you want to have love and honor your spouse. And so there has to be some way to come together to, to settle that argument. And it might be both of you laying down your desires or your wants and coming to a mutual understanding and that humbling piece. Yeah. Yeah. Humbling yourself. Yeah. And sometimes Chris is going to get what he wants. Sometimes I'm going to get what I want and that's okay too. That's right. Yeah. Just, as I long mean, as you're working together. That's right. There are definitely positive things that come out of arguing that Morgan and I, over the last 10 years, have definitely come to see the growth in arguing. I think when we first got married, I wanted to stay away from it so much that you think that arguing just leads to a negative road. Like, we're always going to be in this argument. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get along. Mm-hmm. You know, people say that marriage can't work. You're just going to argue all the time. You have nothing in common because you're just arguing all the time. Um, but I feel like growth can happen from arguing. If you do think about the even the questions that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. um, if you're thinking those through, then you're going to grow. And, and we have grown so much over the last 10 years through our arguments really how they how they have gone you know mm-hmm. i mean how we used to argue compared to the way we argue now and um, just a learning experience i don't know if anyone else has ever been you know in a fight or a major argument with even just a friend or any relationship but you can grow so much just in a respect aspect uh by arguing yeah for me growth when i think of growth through arguing i think of how to approach chris and my tone um, and uh, my the level of my voice or the volume rather mm. of my voice. So I know that if I want to just bring something up at a later time that maybe hurt my feelings or maybe something that I want us to work on, sometimes the best time to do that is in the car when we aren't facing each other and we're just, That's right. you know, going for a drive. <laughs> to hit on that, I think that is something that is it could be a uh, idea maybe a creative idea for your relationship if you are going to go out and go for a drive um, i know for myself i can have some great relationships when i'm not having to say sit across or stare at look at um, a person not just morgan in general but um, i feel like and i've always had mm-hmm. this thought i was actually just telling a friend this about a month ago that you know riding in a golf cart i think that's why sometimes guys tend to love to go golfing because they can have great conversations because they don't have to look each other in the eye like you're always looking straight forward and yeah um, sometimes 
great conversations can happen that way, especially for myself being an introvert. It's sort of nice not to have to look, you know, straight in the eye of someone else, but uh, maybe you and your wife or husband just go jump in the car and go for a drive while you're, while you're talking. Also, you know, we think that for us arguing well uh, and, and fighting well um, has helped us just to learn about each other, learn about what um, is received well, what is not received well, uh, learn what, you know, what maybe sin is in their heart and mm. what is holy in their heart too. And man, I've seen Chris give me grace and give me love in times when I didn't deserve it. And that just points back to God uh, and what he does for us every right. single day. So something that we are loving right now. Oh, what are we in love with right uh, now? Football weekends. Oh, I mean, you can't weekends. have fall without football weekends. We have fallen in love with football weekends all over again i think it's been almost the aspect of we didn't think we were gonna get to have football yeah, weekends that's a good point. yeah but now that we're getting them and we know it won't last long like you never know when you know covid could possibly shut it down it's like okay, that's true too. like each every weekend, weekend we really need we really need to take advantage of yes. this weekend because we don't know um how many we're gonna get I, I remember when we first started well when we actually first got married and we would spend all saturday watching football and um morgan was always like this you lasts forever, like the season lasts forever. Me. We're going to keep doing this every Saturday. And I think I had to help her come to the realization that it's really only like 12 weeks out of the year. Like you get so many other weeks. So it's yes. really not even a big chunk of the year. And it's so much fun. It is fun. It's fun when you do not do it for the entire day, both days, though. We pick our That's right. we definitely, must-watch games. We definitely lean more towards watching college football. Like, Saturday is yep. is our is our go-to. Uh, we are big Minnesota Vikings fans, so if that is on in our area, we will watch that. But we don't watch a ton of NFL, I would say. Yeah, but we, we have our must-watch games. Like, if we want to watch Tom Brady play then we'll watch Tom Brady play because he's the goat, you know, like there we go. Look at you now. But uh, well, yeah. on that note, I will say today I got the most amazing email from Morgan. <laughs> uh, we are both in different NFL fantasy leagues and I get an email from Morgan and all it says was you really need to come to my office because I need to pick up some running backs in the waiver wire tonight. Cause they're horrible <laughs> on my team. I was like, I read that, my heart <laughs> melted, and I fell in love with my wife even more than I already love her. I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm talking about. This is what dreams are made of right here. I really have no running backs. <laughs> Still. So it was it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, we just, you know, sometimes we'll make a fun appetizer or, you know, Chris made chili yeah, last weekend yeah. for, you know, Saturday and... It's, I, it's fun just to fun, like, to have some games on. It's just relaxing. Um, yeah. I haven't got a back massage. I mean, you can't really beat that. <laughs> you <laughs> Cheering on your team, that. getting a back massage. That's right. That's right. Well, we hope all of these uh, questions and ideas can be brought to your mind and your heart. Uh, we just pray over that for your arguments with your spouse that um, you just have positive arguments you know just looking to god and in, in the in those situations yeah and growth man growth too so thank yes. you for letting us speak on this we are not the experts but uh right. hopefully you took one little nugget as chris's dad would say one nugget <laughs> what's your one nugget <laughs> what's your one nugget all right we love you guys thanks for listening and we will see you next time on a creative marriage podcast <laughs>